And you know what time it is. Good morning. Two minutes, two minutes past the hour. It is the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Good morning. And the grandest of rising to everybody out there in the land, the one and only land, Radio Land. And what a morning it is. Thank you for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine is giving our black-owned businesses their flowers. And really, we've been giving this man his flowers for some years now. Years, okay? It's been a family affair. Yesterday, we had Delane of Supreme Human. Thank you so much, sister, for coming through after a long time away handling business. Today is no exception. So today, I am so honored and pleased, ecstatic. All the good words, all those good good words you can say. There's so many good things you got to say about this man because he is a phenomenal community leader. A phenomenal businessman, a phenomenal father, a phenomenal voice that you can lean on to really trust to make sure that you get the information that you need to succeed. Now, when you look at this man and you come across the presence of this man, you think that he is kin to Dr. Martin Luther King, like they are twins, especially Coming on the 60th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech. This is so phenomenal, right? 60th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech. And I got this man that looked like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in the building. That's what I'm talking about right there. But you know why we call him that? We don't call him that because he looked like him. We call him that because he leads the community. Now that is different. You can be a leader everywhere, but if you're leading the charge and making the community better, the pillars, as we talked about the last few times he was here, of course, he is a pillar of the community. So when you speak of those pillars, you speak of the, let me say it, I, I got to make sure I put the mic up for this, Rudy Simpson Jr., good morning. Good morning, good morning, 102.6 situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, back. You, you back home. Welcome back you home, back. my brother. Hey, man, you know I had to stop through, man. You know, give y'all some updates. There's some things happening, so. Oh, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> updates, we got a lot to catch up on. So, you know what we're about to do? We're about to go ahead and start catching up. And, you know, while we're doing this, I'd be remiss to say we're giving you your flowers as we celebrate Black Business Month presented by Situations Media Entertainment, the parent company to this particular radio station. It is phenomenal. R.A.S. Consulting LLC. We are talking that. So what made you start getting into a consulting business? What what was that light bulb moment that said, you know what, I'm going to do consulting? Well, oh man, I, I could really go back, but I'll yeah. say my mom from probably college when mm-hmm. I really started um, jumping into business mm-hmm. and I started just gathering knowledge. She always said, oh, that sounds like a consultant. Oh, you you, you know all this stuff. That sounds like a consultant. Right. But <clears throat> I was um, always telling her, like, oh, I can't do that yet, mom. Like, I don't know enough. I don't know enough yet to, mm. to go out and, like, tell people, uh, you know, how to run their business if I'm not running my business a certain way. So um, the light bulb went off. Um, during the uh, pandemic time, mm-hmm. I was uh, working, uh, doing commercial real estate and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, commercial real estate firm. So we're consulting, you know, with the firm. So I'm consulting on behalf of other businesses, but it um, hit me probably around the pandemic time. Um, I was working part time Delta Airlines and I was thinking about my health and everything that was going on during the pandemic. Like, should mm-hmm. I go to work? I don't want to you know, catch COVID. Right. But long story short, I was like, you know what, if I can't. Um, do business like do business uh, in this space that I shouldn't be doing it. I just need to work and and you know just live that secure life. But I decided to um, in 2020 
to leave Delta Airlines, um, parted ways from uh, commercial real estate, and I decided to just take full head on my philanthropy work mm-hmm. and leverage my knowledge that I gained, you know, in that corporate space, in that consulting space that I was in, in the community. Because my, my main philosophy is uh, I feel like our community, we have a lot of great ideas on saving the world, but we just don't know really how to do them. Mm-hmm. So I dedicated my life to working in these spaces of, uh, you know, high-level uh, operational structure and department build-out and project managing and all these things, it's just so that when I jump in the community, I will be confident on what I'm providing as a, as I serve. It's a service, but I'm still always serving. So um, right. that, to answer your question, that's probably that light bulb, you know. I just had to get to where I was, you know, um, like just confident. And, and, and it hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. Back in uh, 2021, um, my, after 2020, got started my consulting. 2021, my uh, stepfather passed from 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 COVID, mm. and it put me in a in a position where it's like you know I just want to be around my family. Right. I'm gonna take a break from consulting. I went and was working overnight at Home Depot. Right. You know, I was like the one on Pete, my buckhead, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, let me just, I just need to focus on just bringing something in, money in for my family. And I work on my business, and then I did uh, uh, overnight work for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the end of twenty twenty two, November, I parted ways with home, uh, resigned from Home Depot, and and started back consulting. Right, and I've been doing it ever since. And you know, it's so interesting that you know we we can speak on the consulting, but you're talking about becoming that strong pillar. Of the community, you were already there when you were here, and and I'll say we're here record times because you you came, and you came when we were outdoors. You came when we were indoors. Um, you know, we had several events where you've been you've been really active in the community, campus cleanups, what have you. So many things that you have been involved in, and since we last were in studio here. Uh, having a conversation we were when we were speaking about the pillars of the community and now that you you are seen as one of the pillars to, of the community not just in Atlanta but around the country now because you've been doing so many things um, just talk about the level of things that you have done since we've last met because it's been it's been a, a year about a year and a half yeah, I think um, end of twenty around this time, twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. When we did the Living Legends Week. Yeah, Living Legends Week. That's right. Yep, and then I think you and uh, drivers, we all went through some family hardship going into that end of that year. Yeah, we that did. Time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we we all took a a, a year <laughs> to I feel like digest it. You know. Yeah. Sure did, yeah. and you know once we once we hit that 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 moment that we dealt with hardship, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, we found ways to overcome that hardship. And Mm -hmm. now when I, when I look at at you, you're on post after post, after post, (laughs) after post, you, you know, we're going to mention ATL for Haiti, which shout out to Megan Celeste. She'll be on actually tomorrow's morning machine. We'll be giving flowers to ATL for Haiti. Uh, I mean, so many things that you have been involved in, what is the strategy that keeps you going every day? Man, um, so I'll tie this into your, because I know you asked the question as far as like what I've been up to since then. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> just serving, bro. Like, I'm just going to keep it straight, straight candid with you. Like, that's my strategy. Um, I believe that for those young people who are hearing this, I'm, I try to make everything plain. Um if you don't go to school, if you drop out of school, if you are looking to switch careers, the best way you can do is just go serve in the community. Now, I'm not saying drop out of school. I'm lost. All I'm saying is there are people in our community who need who need, who need help. So right. if you do have any type of value, I don't care if it's from being a barber, working in cosmet- cosmetology, being a carpenter, uh, working in tech, being an artist, whether it's musically or uh, painting, like whatever your value is, you can go out here into your community and learn and be able to thrive. So I feel like since the last time I've been here, I just been doing that. 
uh, mm-hmm. that same year in 2021, um, the around February, I had uh, connected with the Fulton County Youth Commissioner uh, at yeah. an event, and he invited me out to a mentorship for young boys uh, that they do right. um, out in East Point. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, cool. So I went, I brought my son, and I said, you know what, I'm going to keep coming to this because this, you know, it's this group of men coming together to help. This is something that I had a little bit in certain ways with sports and whatnot, but mm-hmm. Consistent mentorship, it kind of came from parents or if I went to church. So I wanted to give my son something like that because right. he's the only child. Uh, but from just attending this mentorship that uh, the commissioner was providing uh, from Fulton County, I just continued to just provide uh, any aid or service wherever I could mm-hmm. and based off of what I knew, all still while doing my career and the events that I was doing. Right. So this um, particular mentorship group uh, – is a uh, organization with the Obama Foundation, yes. uh, the My mm-hmm. Brothers Keeper Alliance. Yeah. Uh, back in 2015, President Obama uh, saw that you know a lot of our young black boys were falling through the cracks from the ages of 12 to 24, dealing with a lot of social determinants. So uh, high-level incarcer- incarceration rates, dropout rates, single-parent right. households, high STD rates, just all the negative statistics were in this age group. So mm-hmm. you know they were able to put together strategy, curriculum, see how they can build out uh, about 16... Uh, charters around the country mm-hmm. in Fulton County was able to become one. Uh, thank you to Regi- uh, King Reginald Crosley, uh, Fulton County Youth, Youth Commissioner over 17 years. Mm-hmm. Does a lot in the community. Right. Great mentor of mine. But he provided me a platform. And mm-hmm. since then, I have, I've worked with youth, you know, volunteered with Boys and Girls Club, done projects here while in college, things of that nature. But this was probably the first time where I really dedicated my time to working with youth, youth development. And it's right. going on three years. So it's like just that nice. fast. I just started something, and it boom, it's been three years. And everything that I've been able to do alongside that, I'm now just seeing, like, how can I funnel it back to these young kings? Do you – when you say that, right, does that – and when you've been doing youth uh, development for three years, yeah, community youth years. development three going on well, three Feb- years. Yeah, February, so two and a half. Yeah, so two and a half years. Do you see yourself, you've already had the passion there, but do you see that passion really blossoming even further now than it was then when it started? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, one of the things that stick out to me is the growth of the youth. Yeah. Like, I will have some of our young kings who who um, have been in our program and, you know, the consist- they've been there consistently. Mm-hmm. And when they first came, they could have been, let's just say, 13, you know, or Right. 15s. You know, we have some younger ones, some nine-year-olds, some eight-year-olds, mm-hmm. seven. Um, but just to see what a year or two year does, they come shy. They come, you know, uh, just a little passive-aggressive. They don't really want to speak yeah. and share. But to see them, like, used to our strategy. We do round robins in the beginning of our meetings where we nice. have everyone get up and talk and introduce themselves. Um, those who are 24 and younger, we consider young kings. Those who are 25 and up, we consider wise kings. And we ask mm. the and when they, and when when the wise kings speak, we ask that you give some advice, some encouragement. You know, you can to let, the young kings. Well, the, yeah, to the young kings, but we don't want the wise kings to get too salesy. You know, we definitely want yeah. you to let us know what you do, but we really want you to leave a gym for them. And then the young kings, we ask that they ask, uh, you know, what what do you need help on? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's your plan B if football doesn't work? Like we really mm-hmm. challenge them. And for those who have been able to go through that process from my time being there, I just admire the growth. So to answer your question, where I am now, I'm just looking to see how I can continue to replicate that process and optimize it the best way I can. So like those type of terminologies, optimize, replicate. I say those in regular conversation and people are just like, oh, man, bro, we're not at the office. I'm like, bro, I'm saying this to youth. So that they can talk like this amongst themselves. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I know what Optimize means because I heard King Rudy say it. Because that's the environment that we have. And these young boys are learning about just what's going on in their community. Right. So that they can go back to their schools and become leaders. So I definitely see it um, just growing. And I look to align uh, what I do with other organizations that are like-minded. Because that's, that's what we should be doing. Absolutely. In your two and a half years and counting of doing youth community development, what has been the best testimonial that you have seen? I'm sure everybody's doing something, but there's got to be that one that stands out the most to you. Mm. That's a great question. There are so many. Um, you know, we've seen tears. We've seen like, you know, uh, people be very vulnerable, but I'll keep it just close to home. Um, I'll probably say my son. My son, mm. our last meeting, yeah. 
he he mentioned something that I I told him probably about two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. I told him uh, we were at, we're at the pool. And you know, the kids are splashing, but at our pool, it's, you know, it's one of those sophisticated pools. You know, people that are reading, <laughs> people, sophisticated pools. But, I, I'm going to use that from now on. When look, we, we don't have just a pool, we have a sophisticated yes, pool where have, you where, don't do this here, where people sit inside the pool and read books in yes, the water, <laughs> exactly, and tan and do what they do. Yes, relax. So, listen, so I had to tell this same statement that you just said to my eight year old son. Like, uh-huh. look, son, you can't splash <laughs> while the women are reading their books in the water. You have to be aware. So I in the pool, it's like I took like three minutes to just give him a cool high-level lesson in the pool about being aware. Like, and you still had fun. We had fun. Right. And I was like, yeah, man. I, I said, yeah, Parker, when you, when you see this, you have to be aware. You know, uh, we your mom is aware that I'm with you. But even while she's reading, yep, his mom was one of the ones reading. but she's not worried about you but she's aware that you're safe because dad's in the pool right even if she's not looking at you she's still aware Mm -hmm. so i taught him that and at our last meeting um we were doing our round robin and he got up and i kind of i don't want to say i totally forgot about the situation of course i remember telling it to him right right. but i hadn't thought about it you know really like since right since then it was like like, (laughs) being in the moment and providing that gem in the moment you didn't think that he was going to Come back and reiterate exactly, exactly what you said. So this is the main point that I'm making. What I love, what I uh, like, testimony. So I didn't think about it, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, all right, we'll probably talk about it again when I have to remind him again. Like if he does something where I have to say, "But you need to be aware." Right. But it doesn't. He reminded me in a setting. He brought it up, like mm. when it was time for him to speak and doing a round robin. Um, I've been learning about awareness. Because when we were in the pool, uh, my dad was telling me that I have to watch the people and what they're doing. And he just gave, like, this whole spill. And I'm thinking, like, that's what, it's, that's what this is about. Like, that's what this does. We, we come, even though we're not, like, a, a full-out, built-out program with, uh, with what we're doing, like, out in the community. Right. This is just a speaker series. Yeah. So youth come, and we bring uh, wise kings from the community who mm-hmm. the the county provides certain resources right um but that's what it's really about like just being present in these kings lives mm-hmm. so i just look to always make my son um experience it you know it's not more so about my dad does this it's a we do this yeah. energy in our household it's like, a fa- it's, it's a, a family f- thing it's not a individual yeah, set of accomplishments and then your children the children will be holding you accountable like my son will joke about me about What's up, community man? You're going back to Africa? Out of nowhere. I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Or like, like dad. You had to be blown away when that was, wait, wait what? what? I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm like, you keeping tabs on me? But like, but he, he's aware of the uh, the, yes. the energy and what he's around. Mm-hmm. And um, I know- Positive energy. Exactly. You know, all energy may not be good energy, but when you're in a positive space and you're bringing those positive vibes, you get those positive vibes reciprocated. Right to you and yeah yeah your kid will check you a couple Mm -hmm. of times and it'll 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 sound fun but they're really asking the question and this is why Mm -hmm. it's important to really listen to our children because if we're not we don't know how smart they are and what they really are capable of we're missing out on a lot of phenomenal things that can be could be would be right and I have to I'd be remiss if I didn't ask looking at it from a father standpoint in that moment when this took place where he's speaking about awareness as a proud father. What was that moment like for you to have that moment play right back and like, oh, wow, how about that? And then he he's not just speaking to you about it. He's speaking to everybody in the room about it mm-hmm. and giving them a teaching lesson right based on the principles that you instilled so how is that like as a proud father standpoint oh man as a proud father standpoint man it's like i love it you know uh like i've said in the past over on here um for those that know my father passed when i was 19 uh freshman year in college Mm -hmm. and um i didn't have any uh you know coaches or mentors uncles things of that nature like come and be in my life like every day you know what i'm saying you know i've had people reach out we talk 
um, you know, worked together on some projects as I got older. But um, t- to see my son do that, I'm just always looking at what my dad saw in me. And well, when I was eight years old, uh, what um, rooms that I was in to just become who I am. You know, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm always looking at the, the full circle. I'm even looking at the youth that li- that saw my son speak. I'm not looking at them like I'm their father. I'm just looking at them like, look, I want you all to at least see what a father is supposed to do, even if one is not in your life. Exactly. You know, like, that's what I try to be like. It's not even more so about being proud of my son. It's just being proud of the unit and community that we have together where young boys can get up and speak and be vulnerable and feel safe. Like, it, it, I'm proud of all the fathers in there for coming together to to provide yeah. this, you know, because a lot of times we put it on the situation, the actual thing of like, okay, that that young man getting up there speaking is going to change the world. It's going to impact so many. Like, no, like, look at the full picture. Look at everyone involved. Like, that, those group of men or... The Fulton County, shout out to Fulton County, shout out to the city of Atlanta, you know, shout out to the Obama Foundation. Like, yes. We have to look at more of what's helping these young boys because we can be proud of the fathers, but the fathers need help too. I need help. I need uh, My Brother's Keeper, Big Brother Anonymous. I need uh, our organization because they are helping me provide these moments for my child. So as much as I want to be proud of my son, I'm proud of like, everything involved because I want him to grow up and and look at it the same way we tell him about looking at sports like everybody wants to be on the field or on the court yeah but look at everything that's involved look at the owners look at the you can you don't even have to yeah the behind the scenes the business <laughs> yeah, side the of it the trainer yeah. you can be the trainer at the Hawks you know you don't oh, I want to go to the NBA it's people who work in the NBA, NBA and yeah. love it you can still <laughs> go to the NBA and or the NFL or whatever league and you can be a head trainer, you can be the lead doctor, the team right. doctor, you could be the athletic, you know, athletics, you you could be the one just getting the equipment for right. all. Look at this, you could become an attorney or a doctor and have NBA clients. Exactly, <laughs> like, represent them, yes, exactly, like you represent can, and take care. You can have a non-profit and work with an NBA player or a, a professional, anything. it's like, so I look at my son, and I, when he makes a jump shot, People say, man, he can go to the league. I'm looking at it like he's passionate about something. He's learning a work ethic, and mm-hmm. he can apply it somewhere. Like, right. oh, man, like he he takes on um, opportunities to showcase his leadership. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's putting his hand up first, if he may not know the answer, he just wants to give it a try. Like, right, it's okay. Right. He understands that it's okay to get things wrong. Like, right. Yeah, so I ain't gonna talk to I can talk about my son all day apparently, you see, but Well, you know, <laughs> well, of course because now now that's the that's the good thing about being a proud father, you know what I mean? Because you're seeing what you've instilled in him come out and, you know, just radiate all over the program. Yeah. And, and it's still developing. Yeah, and, and and to add to the proud piece, I'm proud that he was aware to do it. Like he knew mm. he knew like I can say this here. Like I know where to do it. You know, that's right. That's that's it's like clever almost. Like, okay, you did that. You know, like <laughs> and, and it's so interesting because the learning experience called life will really teach us the value of family right. and being really close ties closely knit together the value of family just speak on that value i mean you've already spoken on one side of it but just from the entirety Mm. that aspect because a lot of people are not aware of that value a lot of people lose that value once the matriarch of the family transitions on and everybody starts doing their own thing they're here they're everywhere it's hard to get them back together for something until something tragic happens or mm-hmm. you haven't or somebody else in the family transitions mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that there there should be some extra added value to family especially in our community a lot of us are not aware of that so kindly speak on how the value of family has really mm-hmm. kept things strong for you even in times of transition or no matter what oh man um great question uh, i'll say just family and it 
and a lot of times family, of course, it, it doesn't have to be blood. You know, these can be people who yeah who you can meet at mm-hmm. work. Um, you know, on a on a sports team. I know there are people who um, transition in as far as uh, relocating to like Atlanta or right, move right, from right. state to state for work or for whatever reason. Right, and they may be out there by themselves, and they just like yo, I don't have no family here. I I admire those people. Some because I'm just like yo, you just out here and you're mm-hmm. like every communication that you have is like uh you know your life depends on it like it could that's be how i was when i got here to atlanta i didn't have i didn't have family out here but i built family built, through this radio station yeah so like to be able to do that though for those who um have not experienced that and may have family mm-hmm. i feel like it brings the best out of you so the the one first point is that family can bring the best out of you mm-hmm. especially if you go and seek it Yes. Because if you are put in a position where you have to go and create a family environment, you're going to have to, you know, practice, have have some good best practices of how to be a good person, influence people, mm-hmm. work, network, just position yourself, basically. So to be able to do that with your family, I admire those families who have um, tradition, mm-hmm. you know, um, my fiance, her family, uh, they're big on that, like they... Everyone's uh, a, a aunt or somebody, a cousin. Like they'll they'll host this uh, something every year, and they've been doing it for like the last twenty years type thing, thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. Like it has to be created. You know, for those who may not have that those tradition, mm-hmm. they just have each other. <laughs> like I feel like I'm not saying that's all families or most black families, but like uh, I didn't do birthday parties coming up. But like my my mom and dad, they get me a, everybody birthday. You get a cake, a balloon. And you get your gift, and we and all go into, and we all go in the kitchen, and everybody say happy birthday. I was fifteen, like, and you're gonna up? like it. <laughs> I'm look, I'm eighteen. That sounds like a scene out the Cosby Show. We're gonna give you this, we're gonna give you this, we're gonna give you this, and we're gonna give you this, and you're gonna like it. Why? Because I said so. Right, like on Mother's Day, <laughs> on those days, my dad just walk in and just give us a I'll go get it to your mama. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. My dad yeah. didn't say happy Mother's Day to that. He just go get that to your mom, and we was kids. We can't have no yeah. money, <laughs> but he just you know he kept it going. So I feel like those small things like is what makes uh, like uh, the family what it is. If mm-hmm. you're able to create not just tradition, but you're just creating love, you're creating positivity, you're creating these things. And then I really want our community. I want this to become you know viral or just uh, normalized. Like family businesses, mm-hmm. you see, like we 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 get we become eighteen here in America. We'll leave our household, right? We'll leave, go out here work a job, and then come back every now and then for family meetups and just look at our brothers and our sisters and our cousins and mm-hmm. like, oh, how's work going for you? Oh, it's going good. But we'll go out here and build with other people, like we'll build businesses, mm-hmm. and then, but our families who may have certain skills or may not have certain skills. Mm-hmm. It's just like we come back to each other to see how we did it. Like parents say, "Oh yeah, my kid or oh, that one, he just I don't know about him." Like, <laughs> like we got we we got to get rid of that. It needs to be yeah. where it's like, look, we gonna sell a product too. We gonna have a business too. We gonna get a car lot too. We gonna have a paintball down here too. Like, we let's just have passive income. So when these little kids, these babies grow up, mm-hmm. if they don't, if they, if they want to sit out. A year and after high school, they can come work for the family. They can come make some money. They know they can make at least fifteen hundred dollars or right. two thousand dollars. Because if a, if an eighteen year old can come out of high school mm-hmm. and he can make three to five thousand dollars a month, right? He will be doing better than most grown folks, most thirty year old people. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> that's facts. Who got to get that off doing two three things? Mm-hmm. So if you can come out at eighteen. Just knowing how to make two thousand, three thousand dollars every month, you're good. You're good. So like that's what I feel like the kids don't know. They think man, I gotta go to college. I gotta go to college to get two thousand dollars. But you know, you don't. You can go work at or they or or, <laughs> or, or not even not even that. I'll add to that. Even with even coming back to the sports thing, with these uh, when it comes to college, these nil deals, mm-hmm. right now. You today's kids are thinking, yeah, I got to go to college and really be a top tier athlete 
yeah, it's gonna it's gonna build their work ethic, but now it's their it it, it seems to be their way to two thousand dollars plus now with mm-hmm. these NIL deals that are going on in college. They didn't have that before when we was coming up. You went to college, you got you you got scouted by NFL scouts, and then when you were drafted and you made the cut after preseason, you made your money. You got signed, you made your money. That's when you started making your real money. But in college, yeah, some some players might have been under the table, and that's why we got NIL now. But for today's kids, it's NIL with athletics. So you see a lot of kids, parents pushing their kids to play ball, but there's no extra added development with that. And that's the thing. That's why you're doing things differently. And I I just have to say that because there's a difference maker when it comes to the league and business and all of that. You have to really not only tap into your greatness, but you also have to be coachable. You also have to be ready to get these gems of wisdom so that you know how to what happens when you get that two thousand dollars. Can you manage it? Mm-hmm. How can you manage it and maintain it so that you can make more? Right. And, and that's part of the next level of development with that. And that actually leads into the self-development phase. How do you manage? How do you maintain life when you're dealing with so many things and wearing with so many hats? Talk about your self-development along this process. Oh man, I'll be um, I'll be honest, bro. Um, when I was nineteen and my dad passed, <clears throat> I don't even I didn't even know um, if I went into like you know how people say they go into dark places, things you know they grieve, they get depressed or anything. Right. I I wouldn't say that happened to me. I just uh, became very curious. You know, my grandfather had passed um, about a year prior, mm-hmm. and then my my father had passed. So my um my mom had lost. A husband, a father, and a husband within like two years' time, mm-hmm. and then you know um, my stepdad got rich. So, um, so within ten years, my mom just lost a lot, and I feel like all of us, you know, we love our mothers. Um, and my self development, I feel like it's it, it was reliant on me not letting uh, what the world thinks should happen to you in times of adversity mm-hmm. and I had to lean on like my spiritual my my spirituality my faith what my my parents instilled in me growing up mm-hmm. and when my father when my father passed I had jumped heavy into philanthropy work I felt that I needed more application outside of the lectures I was getting right. so I but I told myself I just want to create something to where you know uh it's I'll be able to become financially free one day of course but I wanted to make sure whatever the work I was doing, it honored God too. And right, right. whatever work that I did, it would hold me accountable on being like, it'll bring the best out of me and be the best human that I need to be. It, it would shape my core values or my, um, you know, my, the mission for myself and who I am. So when it comes to self-development, my career path is my self-development. Like I could be in a negative funk, but the very next day or the next few days, I have to go and serve someone who is dealing with something probably worse than me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, the self-development comes from me making sure that I'm prepared for opportunities. Right. That's all success is, preparation plus opportunity. Yes. So if I'm always prepared for certain opportunities, that preparation is the self-development. So how you get prepared to go into work each day or talk to your uh, significant other present to uh, an office or a conference or a one-on-one com- a conversation with a, a youth or you Even may the radio. Yeah. Radio. You may have to fire someone, let them off. Yeah. Like I make sure that that preparation piece is it's, uh, it's dignified. It's, it's holy. It's, it's, um, it's in, it embodies like strength and things that are like unseen. So it's like you really have to like believe in the unseen in your self-development. Mm-hmm. You have to believe what you envision because we could have been born in any time frame. Right. We could have been born in a time frame where all we wanted to be was free. But we were blessed to be 
be born in a time frame right now. And if you can think it, you can achieve it. At one point, you couldn't. But we were blessed to be here to where we can. So my self-development relies in the unseen. But you have to observe and be aware and be a gatekeeper of your mind. So the things that are unseen that are negative and can kill you and put you in bad situations, Mm -hmm. you need to be aware of them too. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. A, that's a part of self development. You're gonna have to go through it's also some things. Self awareness in in within that development because sure. you have to be aware of the circles you're in, the people that you're around, and the energy that they're bringing to you. All mm-hmm. energy is not good energy, and it may not even come from a person. It could come from a thing. It, yeah, it could exactly. Come, it could come from an object. It could come from being in a place that you shouldn't be. It could come yeah. from watching a movie or hearing a song or just. Like any some things that don't even involve you directly, it could it could be a triggering mechanism based on the energy that's being spewed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with in when that happens, you know how some music can put you in a in a greater mood when you hear a few things. You're like, oh, I haven't heard that song in a long time, and you are jamming. Right. Versus. Man, I don't know. I'm tired of that song now. See, you know, it's a clear difference from I'm enjoying myself and, you know, dancing along with it. I haven't heard in a long time. It's my it's one of my favorites versus uh, I don't don't know if I like this song. It just it it just sounds kind of, you know, the music does that to a lot of people. But the same can be said about the spaces that we're in and the people we're around within these spaces. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to be around that vibe? Is that is that particular vibe and energy worth you being in that space? Is it helping to elevate you? Is it helping you to be better at being better? And these are things that we have to be self-aware of. And let's be honest, you know, I'm not going to give a whole story time or dissertation, but I am one of them Mm. because it's like it used to be, okay, you know, let's work with what we got. And it's like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. I don't think I'm going to go to this because (laughs) I'm not I'm not feeling it. Your gut. You that that feeling that energetic feeling that may put you in a space where you feel like you don't want to go or it's not going to help you none. It's not going to develop you further. Is going to really set in, and you're going to be putting yourself in in a lot better spaces. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where you have climbed. Since we since you last were here that you have climbed at a fast pace because you put yourself in spaces of leadership, community development and self-development where people can pour into you as much as you're pouring into the young kings. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's all a full circle ordeal. And that's why when we were speaking during Living Legends Week back back when, um, it, has, it has really been that long. That means we, <laughs> we our morning show's been here through it all. But um, yeah, so I mean, but even when you spoke about the importance of being a pillar in your community, and then we fast forward to today on a Kobe day. 824 right kobe's birthday was yesterday right and, and so you're it went in terms of community development i see you as kobe oh, let's man, just put it you. like that in terms <laughs> of community development youth development and carrying the next generation forward which is what you spoke about you intentionally and I say intentionally because you did this on more than one occasion when you were coming regularly then. Mm-hmm. You spoke on being intentional about moving the community and moving the next generation forward to continue to make our community better. Right. Since then, you have put in so much work doing that. That's where we give you your flowers because all I see when, when people speak of Rudy Simpson Jr., they see community. When they put your bio up on something, they say community leader. 
When they put your bio up, they say, family man. When they put your bio up, they say, a business leader. Or they say, business leader of the community. They put both in the same sentence. When you look at your progression from then till now, can, as, and you're still in this learning experience called life, you're still learning more every day. What is the best advice that you can give to youth that are not in the program yet, but may be later down the road? What is some advice that you can give to our young kings and even our young queens now that are listening that need this advice to continue to keep pushing? There's so the world is changing by the day. Situations are happening all around us and they're getting more intense. And these young kings and queens need a way out. They need something to put their mind on to further develop themselves to say, look, I don't want to be involved with this. This is not this is an uncomfortable situation. What instead of being a part of the situation, how can they progress from that situation to make themselves better? What advice do you have? Oh, man. Um, First, I'd say um, to the young king and queen. I want to identify the type of young king, queen I'm talking to. So to that young king or queen who is looking to um, go to college and that young king or queen who is looking to make a decision that could land them in prison, I want both of you to know that um, you you can do whatever you want to positively and it'll happen regardless. But you just have to make sure that you yourself are always in the mode of serving and helping and being generous because that's what people want. People want someone um, on their team, whether it's, uh, and we can stay on the sports um, frequency, uh, to come to their locker room and make a winning environment. Mm. If LeBron goes to any team in the league, they now potentially have a chance to make it to the playoffs all because he knows how to come into a locker room and make a winning environment. Mm. So for those young Kings and Queens and wise Kings and Queens as well, always look at what you can do when put, when added to someone to add it to something. The way you do that is work with yourself when no one's around and it's just you and God identify who you are, where you are, and what you have been called to do. Like I said earlier, you could have been born in any point in time, but you were born to be here now. Every 150, 200, 300 years, it's going to be a new group of humans on this planet. But the weird thing is, every human that's ever been born has never left this planet. Everyone's on this planet still, mm-hmm. whether they're buried, their ashes have gone somewhere out. To the universe Like we're all still here So while you're here And you're conscious of it You're conscious You're able to be aware of it Go into groups To impact Go into groups To empower You And I'm making this Very general Because no matter Your profession Or whatever you decide You're gonna have to do it Now if you do If you if you do decide To go down a route That jeopardizes Your freedom Just know That you can Come back You can make it back, but just know that there may be a chance that you can't. However, to my brothers and sisters who are um, down the road, like, it's okay still. Because at the end of the day, to be apart from the body is be present with the Lord. Spend your time developing yourself in those walls with, um, you know, brothers there who are looking to, you know, reform and change their lives for the better impact the world from behind the wall those walls i feel like you know we write off people who who um you know have to go and uh you know sit but at the end of the day i've been able to serve with uh, a great number of wise kings and young kings who um came out you know they came they've been in prison they come out of prison and they turn things around they're able to to create uh, experiences, not just for themselves, but for others in a very positive way. So 
Um, community development for me has always done that. It's always kept me around uh, individuals who are just looking to make it, man, and provide for their families and others. Uh, that real village community and helping and seeing how we can grow and uh, push the economy forward. Um, and not just our economy, other economies across the globe. You know, right. we we have to understand there are third world countries experiencing things that America experienced in the 1800s and 1900s, early 1900s. So for those in America who may feel like they have nowhere to go or I don't know, I'm not going to be able to make any money or do something with my life. There's so much red tape I'm dealing with. What you know right now on a high school, college level could work wonders in a place like Haiti, in a place like um, parts of Africa, you know, parts of Asia, parts of right. America. Right. Like you you have more than you than you know. So uh, I didn't want to go too long on that one. But for those, for, like I said, for that young king, that, that young queen, just know that you can um, provide to this planet, not just your city, not just your neighborhood. Not just the, the the people next door. Like, there are people out here who need what you have. And if you don't uh, know what that is yet, then that's the uh, question you need to be answering. Whew. Speak on it, Rudy. Speak on it. By the way, phenomenal, phenomenal website. Kobe. By the way, you 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 went ahead and did your Kobe. But, uh, I did that myself, hey, too. I did that website myself. Yeah, that's, that's this is absolutely phenomenal. In 2016, I made that. Yeah, you couldn't even tell, man. <laughs> I've been it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking looking at uh, all of this, and I mean, first first of all, um, this is this is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, thanks, man. It's, yeah, and this stuff that um, and for those who do go to the site, um, I kind of keep the the it's, I don't want to say things on there are dated, you know, stuff from 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. the last few years. I have so much uh, that I plan on updating to the site and. I just released my newsletter, so shout out to all the new subscribers that joined my newsletter. Awesome. I'll be putting it out every month, so we dropped it during the middle of August, but I'm looking to drop the next one uh, beginning of September. I may do September 1st. You know, I'm still figuring it out, but um, I want my brand and everything to, you know, grow organically. I Mm. definitely look to, to, um, you know, take advantage of certain business practices on marketing and aligning with organizations on some strategic partnerships and things of that nature. So I'll definitely be, I'm doing handling that on the back end, but um, just for, you know, for service level, for everyone who is new to my brand, you know, mm-hmm. definitely just tap in uh, and we're, we'll be growing together, you know, but speaking of that growth, one final question that I have for you is what is, you got so many things going on, but you spoke about what's next, but on another level, what's, what what's next for Rudy? What is next for what Rudy Simpson Jr. has going on? You you spoke about the website and you know the subs, you know subscribers newsletter and everything like that. But beyond that, what's next for Rudy Simpson Jr.? Ah oh, man, um, I'm getting married. When? Uh, next uh, Father's Day next year. In, <laughs> invitations need to be sent <laughs> asap, yeah, brother. Man, I, I'm, yeah, um. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. So I'll be a husband. Uh, shout out to my uh, well fiance, deserved. Well Taylor. Deserved. I love you. Shout out. And um, my son, he's uh, you know going. He's in third grade, so he'll be nine next month. So, but I know we talked about me, and I'm talking about other people. But I just feel like I have to. No, so. no, no. You do no. You, you, but, Rudy, uh, you know you can talk about whatever you, you want on here. I, you, 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 you know. Come. It, man. This is why it's important to to be back home. You're right, man. Um, my, uh, my family, we have a, a business my mom started about a little, little four years ago, five years ago. Uh-huh. Um, my stepdad was great at, uh, really, like, what's the term when you get cars and turn into old schools and trick them out, <laughs> you know, make them look cool. Oh, refurbish. T- refurbish, put TVs in them. Yeah. 24s. He'd be Basic, the- <laughs> basically pimping the ride. He used to go in on that, man. Boats, man. He had everything. So my, my mom was like, yo, man. Joe, man, you good at that. I'm, you need to, uh, you know, fix cars and, you know, sell them and all that. Right. So she went ahead and got the user uh, dealer's license for Georgia. Got an office space. Nice. Out in we got a lot and everything. So, but well, my step, she found out, you know, my stepdad, he wasn't like the business side. He's just a guy who like, you know, like to do it. Yeah. But he passed and we still have the business. Mm-hmm. Um. So... 
It's called Top Choice Autos out in Lithonia. So oh, I'll that, be, yeah, I'll be. I, managing. I know where to go. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be managing my brothers. Um, you know, we'll be managing that, helping my mom out because she wants to retire soon. And uh, I'm looking to, like, you know, leverage that business to help the community, of course, see mm-hmm. how we can get some uh, kids who need their first cars or some going back to college. Um, Haiti and Ghana. Maybe some adults who need cars. Some adults who need cars. Uh, Haiti and Ghana have expressed interest in receiving some cars as well. Nice. So I'm just tapping into um, just other business outlets. I still do my nonprofit with Show Love. We'll be Show Love. Yep, Jared. We'll be, yeah, man. And we'll be um, aiding our, our sister. And uh, brother Megan and her husband Bruce uh, yeah. will be doing some work out in Dominican Republic next week. Who will be on tomorrow. She will speak about that tomorrow on yep. the Morning Machine, yes. Yeah, man. So just um, I'm, what's next for me is just becoming the best businessman I can be. People are always saying, Rudy, you should be the mayor. When are you going to run for this, run for council? Like I just look at it more so. There are a lot of people who could be great leaders and be president and be, the, and be mayors. So I, I definitely receive the compliment. Um, however, I always want people to see more so um, I want to be what I feel what I feel our community needs. I feel like they need to see more successful black men mm-hmm. in the community. Like, right. Uh, intel- intellect. Deeply and, rooted. Yeah, you know, intellect and scholastic vibes. Like, right, right. all of that needs to, like, how when Different World was back in the night, back in the day. Facts. You know, like. That you know, fashion and everything is cool. Us wearing the dope glasses, having the high tops and stuff. Right, right, but it's right. like they were really making making differences back then. And even in the sixties, like we, I want that to come back. Not more so like oh Martin Luther King, you know, those vibes. Like no, like back then it wasn't a, it wasn't hip to do it. Mm-hmm. It was needed. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dr. King wasn't wearing suits and out there marching and all the they 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 didn't see it before. They were the first to like really do it in that capacity. Right. I'm sure it's been done, of course, in our oh, in our history. I know we come from kings, we come from great things. But as far as American history, yeah, bro, they they walked into that. They didn't know what the '70s was about to bring with the Vietnam War. Right. They didn't know what the '80s was about to bring with the crack era. Yeah. The '90s didn't know what Tupac was going to shake up and all these people. Mm-hmm. The 2000s didn't know about what uh, uh, 9/11 and all these things. So it's like we're at this point in time now. Where we have to see, like, okay, we we got riots, we got police brutality, we got um, high dropout rates in schools, we mm-hmm. got all of these things. What I'm doing is I'm just aligning. And racism still continues. Racism continues. Yeah, yeah, you know. In, I, different, in, in a different form now, but right. it's still out there. Right. And I'm just making sure that, like I said earlier, man, like, I serve so that I can get better. Like, even though I've started consulting. That's when you you still have to be sharp. You still have to make sure you're providing uh, current, um, up-to-date, factual research services. <laughs> like, you just can't be out here just doing stuff because it worked on this person. Right, it right. It may not work for everybody. You got to know who you're working with. So, serving for me, man, does that. I can encourage everyone to, to, to do the same. We are, like, in that energy, I feel, of how it was in the 60s. Uh, people are aligning themselves with great organizations mm-hmm. that are doing it, and that's how I move. I just love aligning with people that not only we can impact the world together with, but I can, like, learn and get better and go and teach someone else, teach these kids how to do it, you know? And yeah. and, and I feel like that's all it really is, man. It's a, it's a, it's a simple strategy. It's just pulling up, you know? You just yep. pull up. Pull, that's it. <laughs> when, we, when we do those cleanups, whoever pull up, yeah, we, you know, we gonna get to work. Like it's really just showing up, man. And you know what? And and that's what you do. And and for the for the communities that are that are all around us, you show up. Man, and especially it, for your city, the ATO, you always show up. And when you show up, you show out positively. Man. And we we love that. And this is why it's important to have great conversations with leaders like yourself man, thank you man. to give the information that we need not all radio stations have had you have been blessed to have you <laughs> but i'm glad that we are one that you can continuously come home to thank you rudy for everything that you do in the community Likewise. we give you your flowers on we'll we, we're i'm gonna put i'm gonna put a slash in here black business month slash community leader month mm. yeah because i i have to now put a slash into it because it's not just about business for you it's about the strength of building 
more pillars in the community, generational pillars that will last forever because it's going to continue to teach generation over generation over generation. What you instill now will be further instilled later in a better format. Mm. And that's the, that's basically where it is. So everything that you do now, every decision that you make, and this is what my uncle Tim used to say, every decision that you make now and moving forward for the rest of your life affects the next generation. And then that next generation, it radiates on. It becomes a, it becomes a cycle. Do we want a cycle of craziness or do we want a cycle of greatness? Mm. It's almost like a, you choose, but what you choose is going to stem from the decisions that you make today. Right. And that, and that, that has always struck a chord with me throughout life, which is why I'm here doing what I do now, speaking to phenomenal leaders like yourself. So with that, Tell everybody where we can find you, follow you, and connect beside the phenomenal website, RudySimpsonJR.com. Tell everybody where they can. Hey, man, you guys can find me, Rudy Simpson Jr., on all social media platforms. That's R-U-D-Y-S-I-M-P-S-O-N-J-R. You can also catch me at uh, the My Brother's Keeper Alliance Big Brother Anonymous Mentorship Session that uh, provided by Fulton County. Uh, every first and third Saturday of each month. You also can check me out with uh, Atlanta for Haiti. We'll be doing some work out in Dominican Republic at the border next week. Uh, so definitely uh, continue to support our efforts for our brothers and sisters in Haiti. And also, you know, um, just for everyone looking to get involved uh, here in Atlanta, uh, reach out to me. I'm always aligning with great organizations um, for those who are visiting Atlanta, definitely uh, reach out to me as well. I love to learn more about, uh, you know, your your home city, you know, where you guys are are based and just kind of what you're doing. You know, I'm always looking to connect. So feel free to reach out to me, uh, connect with me anytime. Uh, and for those who are looking for uh, consulting services, uh, you can book a time to uh, call with me at my website, RudySimpsonJr.com. Uh, we provide uh, operational uh, project management services um, from the, the Scrum and Agile uh, methodologies. Mm -hmm. So we're basically trying to change your view of what done is because we want to make sure it actually gets done. Mm. <laughs> so I like that, it. So that's my motto. So if you want to work with me, just know we're going to make it happen. You know, so definitely let's work, let's talk. Uh, and I appreciate my main man, Mr. Robert Green, Green Machine, uh, 102.6. All love. Shanice, Jarvis, all you are. I'm glad to be back. Looking forward to seeing how we can get that community segment up going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I got the name. I, I'm going to do, I'm going to go with Community with Rudy. I like that. Hey. Of, <laughs> I had to read the right just He, he just <laughs> dropped an exclusive for everybody. <laughs> listen, listen out for it. It's gonna, it may be coming to your airwaves very <laughs> soon. He Fact. just spoke it into existence. That means we gotta have a conversation. Fact, and man. you and, and you know what? Just I know we've reached the top of the hour, but I've already said well ahead off air that it was going to go the distance and a little beyond. <laughs> there was some advice that uh, you. That was given to you by our great coach Jarvis uh, along this journey. Speak about how that advice has really catapulted you forward in your way of life these days. I, I meant to ask that, but we got so deeply rooted into the conversation mm -hmm. of being deeply rooted into the community. But what has that advice meant to you in your journey forward? Oh, man, uh, Jarvis, bro, he's real. He's real uh, philosopher philosophical <laughs> uh he he gave me an analogy about um a chicken like with the eggs and yeah you know that one i do <laughs> and just you know like you know each egg knows when it's time to hatch, to hatch. <laughs> right and i feel like i've had met my um i feel like i'm just doing so much you get to a point where it's like you got you have to like where do i turn now what do i do now you identify what you don't want to do because you've given yourself to what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And now you're just like, all right, I've done it. My, I, I put myself through that when I didn't want to. What do I want to put myself through? And I can indulge, you know, deal with it, basically. So I felt like 
the consulting route, um, appreciating uh, media within the radio space and speaking and sharing my story. When um, the opportunity to have a, a radio segment was first presented, it just felt to me like, oh, this is going to be something that I'm going to have to bring out of myself again, something new. But Jarvis really helped me see, like, look, like things that are meant to happen are going to happen, like, when they're meant to happen. And when it happens, I'll know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You will so, know. So I feel like when it got to, you know, this point, and, like, the time is going to go regardless, you know. The time yeah. is going to go regardless. But you just got to be aware of those moments where you do, I guess, hatch and come into who you are. So I thank Jarvis for just kind of putting my mindset. Yeah. And, a, like I said earlier, a preparatory, he prepped me. It was a good preparation. Because even I was just like, man, I just can't jump on the radio. I'm going to go and prepare some more. Like, let me get get better at um, yeah, whatever. Get better I, at being better. Get yeah. better at being better, man. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that, man. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for being on The Morning Machine. We really appreciate you Likewise. and everything that you do. But I know from here, you'll be back. <laughs> you'll be back probably really soon, <laughs> sooner than I could think. But at this point, you hold the record for being here. Uh, you hold a new record for being here most times because all of the times that you came was early in mm-hmm. the game. So now – we can start that energy right back up again because so many things are changing in this world day by day and we need community leaders to remind us who we are, what we are, and what we will be, what we aspire to be. And that's what needs to be reminded in our community and not just here in Atlanta, but across the world, the world that listens to the morning machine from Ghana to Lebanon to everywhere else that people can tap in to us. So thank you so much for your insight and your leadership in this community. And 